0: My name is Efren Adkins, and I'm an artist and teacher, and this is what Chicago sounds like. I've been in Chicago for 16 years, most of my life, but I'm originally from Arizona, very close to the Mexican border, a really small town. I grew up moving around a lot, but I landed in Chicago, and I've been here longer than anywhere else I've ever been. Art school brought me to Chicago. I went to a community college, which was amazing. And that was art accredited. Then I transferred in as a junior to SEIC, where I studied fine arts. And I studied in the fibers department a lot, too. Because I came as a drawing and printmaking focused artist. I'd have a lot of personal imagery from my family history. And some of the influences were in things of animals and on my mom's side they're ranchers and on my my Appalachian side they're hunters too so I was drawing some things from history and drawing these fuzzy things they were almost looking like abstracted Muppets and my one of my professors um, who was an amazing professor but he kind of like was a bit brutal to me he's like these don't have any fire as I remember him telling me he's like that and I had taken an intro to fibers and I had made one of them as a soft sculpture he's like that has fire he's and I don't know why I didn't take offense because I was a pretty I'm, I'm pretty sensitive I'm a Scorpio but I was like uh okay and I also realized that I was not that interested in the printmaking classes so I loved the conversations that were happening happening around fibers around slowing down handwork craft work It was more femme-centered too, which I also loved that there was, you know, a lot of femme people in my classes and I, yeah, again, I just felt very kind of embraced by the, the program. So that took my art in another way and I started making a lot of installations and soft sculptures. Since I was little, I decorated everything in my room. When I was little, I had a miniature Christmas tree that I had like all my own little things they put out. I was the one... My parents are probably like, oh, my gosh, here we go. I'm like, the decorations, we've got to do this. So, (laughs) like, uh, you know, objects and trinkets and little things um, have always had a lot of, like, sentimental meaning to me. And then as an artist, I felt I started expressing myself that way, too, and using found objects with textiles to braid everything together, all the ideas, maybe an object that was to me had a lot of meaning in my family assemble an artifact kind of and then using ropes and uh again like different textures and fibers and i liked and also working in this community that um there was a lot of care and thought and intention of where the materials came from what history they have Like, for example, I remember one of my professors, we were talking about how cloth is the first material that we come in contact with, you know, besides a human skin that we're wrapped in a blanket. So just thinking of materials in that way that the... What they carry with them, what's the history of them, what's, you know, how they're made. And then you can think of other things of politics, of like where it comes from, who's making these things. So I just found the conversations uh, really were helpful for me and my growth as an artist. My curiosity about where I come from, I think being from a bicultural and biracial household, there was always some feelings of not completely belonging but also belonging in both so I'm kind of stepping between worlds so to me the natural curiosity of making sense of where I come from was my starting point long story short I I started making installations and I eventually began collaborating with dancers and dancers making sets for performance artists And then eventually I was like, you know, I I want to dance too, which I never thought I would, but uh, I started performing as well. Chicago actually has a really amazing community for performance art, specifically a community in Butoh, in a Japanese contemporary dance and performance movement. Some people have referred to Butoh as the Dance of Darkness. It was developed by these two artists in post-war Japan, At a time when, you know, so much horrific things had happened in the world and in the lives of of Japanese people, there's this kind of freedom of exploration. It works with energy in the body and feeling energy, but basically feeling this energetic force inside of us, moving it, it's internal, but also connecting to the world around you. So finding that center in yourself, but then dancing with someone else, dancing with the floor, dancing with a wall, I've danced in some stages in different countries. I've been invited in, as a dancer to do things. Um, Mexico, my partner and I went to Russia with my collaborative partner, Rosé Hernandez, Burning Orchid. And we collaborated with another group called Antibody Corporation. I danced in Japan. If you would have told me that 15 years ago or something like you are gonna be a dancer, I would have laughed at you because at middle school dances, I remember people being like, Efren, come dance, come dance, and pulling me. I'm like, no, I don't dance. I don't dance. So I had a real disconnection with my body. I think just accepting my body and who I am. So, you know, and feeling okay and a, like, I'm a large person in a fat body and feeling like I can be beautiful or also it's not just about being beautiful and, and butto, but just I can be and I can take up space and do things that was revolutionary in a way, you know, like that changed a lot of things for me and my confidence and who I am. So right now I am an elementary school teacher at an independent school in Chicago and I teach 500 artists every week from grades preschool through third grade. I also have a anime, manga, and comic book club of middle schoolers. I have 32 middle schoolers that I teach to every Wednesday. And I'm very busy being a teacher. The way I ended up in this school, my car broke down in front of the school and I was truly soul searching at this moment of like, what do I do next? Days later, I met someone there who worked at that school that I broke down in front of. Um, and they're like, we're looking for teachers, for after-school teachers. I'm like, you know what? I am looking to change work. So I applied. And before I knew it, the art teacher was leaving. And the art teacher was like, you're amazing. Can Would you consider applying for a full-time teacher job? So I decided to do it. And it's been quite a journey. This is my eighth year. I'm at the point now that I have some years of experience under my belt to... Think, can I have my art practice and be a teacher at the same time? That's kind of the mystery. I'm building that mystery right now. I've lived in Pilsen or Little Village for all this time too. I've never left the zip code. 60608. Thank you very much. And it's been beautiful for me, you know. Like I can go my whole day speaking Spanish and not have to speak English. Known my landlords, knock they were, they treated me like their grandchild or something and have been so um. Amazing to me so that I felt held in my Mexican heritage and in my community like that. I worked in schools in my neighborhood. Chicago's has just been a, a city like that for me where, again, I feel very, very privileged and fortunate to have found work and it has kept me working in things I love. And have there been hard times? Absolutely. Yes, still are hard times. But again, um, the people here. what is what keeps me here. It's what influences me. I've met so many amazing musicians, artists. I I love the change of seasons too. I don't think I would like it to be sunny and 75 every day. Maybe I'm delusional. I am a little bit delusional actually. That's what makes me an artist, I think. But, you know, I like to feel the cold and the rain and the sun and the fall leaves. And, you know, Chicago just kind of keeps giving me more. So I, to me, it's like, it's, I can't imagine what my life would be like without Chicago. Me llamo Efren Atkins y soy un artista y maestro y eso es cómo suena Chicago.